<laughs> oh, hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the Recommendation Game, a film of the week podcast where we take turns to recommend a film the other has not seen. We watch it and then we meet to discuss it. You're listening to Dublin Digital Radio. This week's film is Eyes Without a Face. French title, or it will not be pronouncing. Um, <laughs> 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 Yep, um, from 1960. <clears throat> and the synopsis is, Dr. Genesir is riddled with guilt after an accident that he caused disfigures the face of his daughter, the once beautiful Christiane, who outsiders believe is dead. The doctor, along with accomplice and laboratory assistant Louise, kidnaps young women and brings them to the Genesir mansion. <laughs> after rendering his victims unconscious, the doctor removes... <laughs> I can't say his name. The doctor removes their faces and attempts to graft them onto Christiane's. Okay, well that, I mean, yeah, grand, I suppose. Um, it's just such a basic... Yeah, it's not just that. It doesn't really capture the feel of the movie whatsoever, but uh, I suppose... I mean, we'll get to that, so... Um, <laughs> I don't know what we ever expect from synopsis. It's like, it's been so long since we had a great one, though. Or even one that's so bad, it's great. Um, it was directed by Georges Fran- Franju? Franju. Franju, produced by Jules Bourcon, screenplay by Georges Franju and Jean Redon, Pierre Boileau, Thomas Narcidiac, Claude Sauté, based on <laughs> the French version by Jean, <laughs> Jean Redon, starring Pierre Brasseur, Edith Scobe, Alida Valli and Juliette Menil. Music by Maurice Jarret. Cinematography by Eugène Chuftan. And then by... Considering how many French movies we've done, uh, you think you'll be better at this off. at this stage? I did Spanish in my leaving cert for reasons that beggar belief, okay? And edited by Gilbert Nato. Thank oh. you. You're welcome. Fuck you, because that was a whole range of names. Uh, this week's movie was picked by Ricardo. Ricardo, yes. why did you pick this movie? Uh, I absolutely love this movie, and I thought that you would at least appreciate the visuals. Uh, uh, <laughs> I feel like after the last few, yeah. like, maybe after Possession, shout out to Dean Kavanagh, um, <laughs> you were feeling a little bit... <laughs> But uh, yeah, like uh, I I love this movie. I think it's uh, interesting in a way uh, how we always talk about filmmakers referring to older modes of filmmaking nowadays about influences and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's almost uh, hard to remember that filmmakers like in the 60s were doing the same. Yeah. And this is a clear uh, homage and kind of progression from the German expressionistic oh, yes. filmmaking. Shadows. So it's uh, it's very similar in a way to Alan or Dr. Morneau and stuff like that, like uh, Fritz Lang's films and whatnot. And uh, I think though that think is about Metropolis. yeah, and I, I do think that it uh, it has a modern take, modern for the time that it was. It's not mm. just trying to copy it; is like bring it to the modern aesthetic of French cinema in the sixties. Yeah. So you have uh, the typical what I call the Orla shots that are like misty shots of Paris, like with <laughs> like French cops wearing hats and everything. Like you I look am. at it and I think that that'd be <laughs> for if anything else, uh, Orla would appreciate anything them. that makes me think of Alain Delon is yeah. okay. Um, uh, I'm perfectly okay with that characterization, by the way. The, the, it makes the, me sound so cool. The the part of this movie that surprised me the first time that I watched it, how funny papers. this is actually as well. Like the the whole plot, side plot with the coppers and stuff. It's uh, <laughs> and the burger with their shot Yeah, yeah, like it's the trial. It's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's so, but it's also like part of the commentary that like French cinema at the time was so. Uh, concerned on politics and uh, governmental overreach fuckers. and like science the move of science the morality and whatnot and i think that this movie explores those ideas very well without hitting you in the head with it it, mm. it can be very well watched as a straight horror movie let's say 
uh, well, not uh, a gory horror movie or one with a lot of scares, but it's more like it an oppressive movie. It's interestingly gory, though. Yeah, like, well, like, it's really in one scene, but it's so well done and shocking at the time that mm. they earn, like, the reputation that it has because it came out, like, uh, the same year as Peeping Tom and uh, Psycho. Yeah. So uh, those three movies were, like, considered, like, the demoralization of cinema, let's say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that scene, it's so well done. The the operation scene, I still have no idea how they did it. Yeah, like, uh, because it is clearly makeup, obviously. And also when the, the, the facial mask is lifted, there's like a quick shot of the, the yeah. face. And it's and clearly just like clearly pasted like... <laughs> like it's strawberry jam on somebody's face. Yeah, they gelled. They gelled the camera lens as well. It's like, it's a bit foggy. But, uh, it's fine. She's waking it, up uh, from... Uh... <laughs> But even the, 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 yeah, like that's when they're showing the Christian's face uh, without the mask. Yeah. But when they're doing the oh, operation, the operation yeah. that they lift the, 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 the face in one piece, <laughs> let's say. Jam. And uh, you see the, 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 fa- the, the faceless face, let's say, yeah. behind it. And it's like a quick shot. But like nowadays, it'll probably be like more gory. But at the same time, uh, the operation is done so well <laughs> in the single shot as well. The black and white as well. Yeah. And, uh, and it's done to also like to show how he's not just a mad scientist. Mm. He's completely competent in what he's doing. And it's the part of the scariest parts of uh, the, the movie is the idea of somebody that is that competent in using their talents for nefarious uh but ends. believing that yeah. not like not realizing that it's nefarious and uh <clears throat> i do absolutely means. yeah and uh, i love like uh, i get i mentioned jean cocteau's um beauty and the beast uh, yeah. before and i think that this again is using the idea of fairy tales and stuff so like in a way how that would be an interesting pick in the thorough line that we're having there was a uh, beast and then mm. possession and then this that they're all bastardized fairy tales really mm. uh like the idea of the princess and the castle and everything else but it's just like it chews it up and shits it out the kind of thing uh, a lovely commentary um, about how fucked up society is yeah and uh, <laughs> i think that is the idea also how like the the movie uh one of the scariest things about the movie is that the main characters usually in horror movies are the victims yeah, and then this movie is the opposite opposite way around. So it dehumanizes everybody they usually be accustomed to humanize the movies. Mm. And even when the cops show up at the end to interview him or whatever, they really don't give a shit yeah. about the woman that they sent to her own death. Yeah, and like they have <laughs> the evidence and everything, but eh. uh, it's easier to just like get yeah. the fuck out. And also, it's like the idea of like the person that is doing good that you're the person you should be afraid of is the one that seems well-intentioned yeah the like the the girl in the beginning and the 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 second girl that gets killed uh the the one that jumps out the window uh she she would have been probably scared of walking through paris in the dodgy areas yeah and never have been scared around this woman that helped her got her in like the yeah, theater play it's not, and, stuff. and even like it's the same thing of like you know whenever she's in the environment with this incredibly sinister couple like come on and you can see her alarm bells going off but she keeps out of like politeness and like she keeps letting like resetting resetting and re-letting the guard down taking the drink everything and you're just like get out of there and then you have the 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 ideas of uh, like there is so much uh so forward uh, uh for its time that it's ideas of like uh superficiality when it comes mm. to women and beauty and youth, uh, beauty and... and youth and how uh not even uh, n- nobody would think uh even the 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 uh the f- fiance yeah would be like nobody questions that he might like her with a without a face because he's in love with her yeah everybody's like oh yeah he really really loves you it's and over but it's over <clears throat> like there's no point of even trying it's just a matter of fact the reason that he loved you was because you had the prettiest face yeah and i love also how the operation takes place halfway through the movie Mm. and it's working in the way that they uh, oh, depict the way her face degrades yeah, yeah. 
and uh, and also like it makes a, the the weird um, mixture of like because for the time like face transplants would have been like completely science fiction mm-hmm. but it takes a very realistic approach to uh, organ donation and skin grafting and stuff like that the body would reject it and, yeah yeah and uh, <laughs> I think that also like without it's so forward again, uh, I reckon that they really did do research on the issues because they didn't know why like type of blood, mm. uh, stuff like that would affect organ transplants. But it's still in the there. Like they still. Yeah. yeah. And the, that's the thing is that like it's, they're following the the studies of why these transplants weren't working before mm-hmm. and also how it's interesting as well the watching it in reverse like watching it now it actually makes sense that it works on the dogs because dogs like they have an immune system that won't fight that kind of the thing because own, they're yeah. like uh, like the same as in their mouths there's a lot more bacteria than in our mouths because their uh, immune system works in a complete different way and they can eat anything yeah and I think that, like, all, all together with this and then, like, the haunting images of her just walking around with the fucking coolest uh, <laughs> jacket kind of thing. Or it's even, like... Weird kind of, it's like a weird house coat dress yeah, thing. Oh, it's amazing. I want one. Like, <laughs> it looks really comfy. Yeah. and uh, If you're going to be kind of swanning around a house all day, that's <laughs> outfit goals. And even, like, just the design of the mask is so perfect. Everything in this movie is, like, perfectly yeah. calibrated. And that almost from far away, she looks pretty with the mask. Yeah. You know, it's not the like eyes. this. The figure, she has the most amazing eyes. It's yeah. one of, and I think that is, they're not only amazing and beautiful, with they, which they are, but also uh, am- amazingly emotive because mm. Christiane doesn't have a lot of lines in the movie. It's but like. Looking. But the, the horror character journey, let's say, it's all in the eyes. Mm. And uh, it reminds me in a way uh, to a very underrated performer that was uncredited was Edward Norton in Kingdom of Heaven. That he plays uh, King, ah, what's the name of the king? Can't remember now. But he was the king of Jerusalem at the time of the the, the, the Last Crusade. Mm. Uh, the the Not the Last Crusade because there was a crusade uh, during the, the sacking of Jerusalem. Mm. Uh, and um, Edward Norton. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> and uh, but he was a leopard. Yeah. So leper. Leper. Sorry, not <laughs> leopard. Yeah, like it wasn't a, a a feline. He really got the ladies. Um, well, like, uh, have you seen the leopard with uh, Burt Lancaster? It's a, a Visconti movie. It's amazing. Like uh, Visconti. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's an Italian movie, and it's impossible to get which version you want because there were it's pure italian that everybody's acting with their own language but uh, so Burt Lancaster is acting in english and all the italian actors are acting in italian what? and the thing is that which one version do you want that Burt Lancaster's performance is central in the movie mm. and he's the most important character <laughs> so i do prefer the english version when everybody else is dubbed but then all their performances like really are weakened or you oh, can watch man. the Italian version that everybody is, everybody else is using their is like uh, initial language. Yeah, but like even in the subtitle, there's no version yet that Borland Castor is speaking in English and everybody else is speaking in Italian. Oh. Because he's, they're meant to be like the same family. Oh so God. it's like a catch-22 because you're losing something in translation, That's both so versions. Bizarre. But like it's still an amazing movie. It's like three hours long as well. But like just Warren Lancaster, like just walking around, like and And it's called the Leopard, and he moves like a fucking leopard around, like uh, like the Patriarch kind of thing, like with the best fucking outfits ever, like in ballrooms and stuff like that. Like it's amazing. (laughs) I love it. Like smoking jacket. I I won't pick it for the (laughs) podcast for various reasons, but I do. At least that it's three hours long. But I uh, considering the pick that is coming up since three hours long. that's not one of the reasons but um yeah one <laughs> but i think that it is a movie worth watching but coming back to this is like uh, i think that her performance like much like edward norton's in uh, in kingdom of heaven it's uh, completely underrated because it's completely unshowy mm-hmm. but the movie doesn't work without her performance because the end wouldn't work without her performance and the the sense of agency as well the mm. again it's very forward thinking for its time when it comes to female characters the the i, I there was another reason that i picked it that i thought that it was interesting for french cinema that is inter- 
interminably cool and uh, wor- uh, worried mainly about male characters oh, everywhere yes. and this movie is very much <clears throat> not rare, that like frequently not even containing named female characters yeah. and this movie it's really about the female characters all mm-hmm. the male characters are really kind of either already have chosen their path or therefore kind of just move the plot forward but every single female character has an a depth arc. and an mm-hmm. arc and motivations that are conflicting and stuff the same way how her uh, his assistant is really not enjoying doing it but she feels like uh, a a debt kind of thing while he's just like it's gonna work this is it like he's singularly focused and there's a depth there because of uh, his idea of being the perfectionist and the idea that he only works in improving people's beauties and stuff Mm. like that and how he cannot do the same to his own daughter but uh and also like the fact that he created the the event like and the the, the disfigured the her crash yeah and it, it, it comes a lot as well to uh obviously it's a it's calls back to the idea of uh, nazi scientists and uh, mm. and which were like very much part of the national conscience still at the time only 15 years after the end of the second world war and the idea of uh, doctors playing god mm. and that's where that science itself is uh is not debunked and it's not uh criticized in this movie but it's more how uh certain people will take their knowledge and think that they've become gods just because they know more than the the common people mm. and then the their ideas and their objectives are more important than the people that they're actually meant to be helping, helping let's yeah. say. And, uh, <clears throat> they know best. Yeah, and I, I think, like, even that, like, there's so many good scenes in this movie as well, See, like, memorable, memorable <laughs> scenes <laughs> and shots and everything. So it's just, like, again, this is a film that Mark Remote really likes because <laughs> he's got a lot. Let's see. That Master if, of horror. Let's see if you if you uh, hated it at least a little bit less than uh, Possession. So uh, <laughs> uh, without further ado, <laughs> without further ado, uh, what did you make of uh, Le Jus de Jus <laughs> uh, or Eyes Without a Face? Eh. Yeah, <laughs> no, I fucking loved it. <laughs> uh, of course, I loved it. Come on. Now. Uh, it's French. Uh, yeah, no, there, there's too there's too much like about this movie like to not be like enchanted and also horrified at the same time and disturbed. I think is a better word, nearly. Um, yeah, it's like oh man, just like visually, thematically, like it's such a treat. <laughs> like as soon as it started, I was like, I'm gonna drink this in. Um, like it's it's a beautiful film, I think, in like more ways than one. Uh, which is a funny thing to say about something that is kind of like shocking and horrifying and incredibly dark not just the fact of you know there's a crazy couple going around kidnapping women but just the things it's saying about like you know doctors and science and like power I think it's a really interesting exploration of like power and obsession and like like obsession with creation but also with like beauty like his whole like his perfectionism it's like that's the perversity of it as well of the fact that this is his daughter and like wanting her um like not he doesn't just want her to have a face again you know what i mean it's it's all about her being as beautiful as she was before as if like that's her full self-worth is like without this you are nothing without this you barely exist like she's a ghost and once she gets the face like they're all confused as to why she's not just perfect again because but you're beautiful again you're beautiful everything's great you know you know you're eating again everything's great and she's just sitting there going like what <laughs> like her confusion at like them like that that weird dinner they have as well like ugh. but um yeah like the obsession of it's not even just of like the beauty but of her being delicate and feminine and you know, like her bedroom and the way they treat her as she's this young child and it ugh, ugh, that's so creepy um yeah I, I love like not just like the way it's showing his precision and his obsession but i think you kind of need to be a bit obsessed obsessive to make this film yeah because <laughs> like it's so it's so precise like and precise in a way that he cuts when he needs to but he lingers like in the way you were saying about um about the the operating scene which is like Whoa. i have no idea it's really disturbing because you're like they're not gonna 
oh my god they're still cutting her face oh my god the face is coming off the face is coming off like it's just ah, and ooh. Um, the way that the forceps are just hanging oh, it's, you it's, they're... Just, you, you say you have to sit there and you watch the whole thing and he's not he's not bothered he's gonna make you sit and watch the whole thing like it's and you know and it, it's it's shocking when it needs to be as well like even though like the build up to when he finally um uh you know what he called put, puts a rag over her the, the girl the um uh is the second girl that they bring out um but like the first one in the movie that they that she that she kidnaps that she lures in with cinema tickets and yeah. promises of a flat <laughs> very far outside paris um <laughs> oh, i just took the scenic route yeah i know it's like oh no, I, no, no it's like oh god it's so creepy um yeah I, what i do like about the um like you, you get a lot of um of uh like particularly from cinema of of um like serial killers and serial killer mythology and um the idea of like um like the the mother or not the mother the um the what's it called um what's the what's her what's her character's name his assistant um lisa or something yeah like the idea of of her going around and kidnapping the women just made me think of like myra hindley and like it's such an interesting idea of of, like of trust of like the trust that you place in people and like it's a whole like narrative that what's his name tried to sort of trot out whenever he was doing the Ted Bundy movie with Zac Efron and how like oh you don't you know you can't trust the pity people and it's like first of all that's like we don't we don't need that you know what I mean it's 2019 we don't really need that narrative also that's a very lame excuse for making like a second movie about Ted Bundy you're in love with Ted Bundy like just drop it you know like ah he's the father of like modern crime that whole fucking shit pisses me off I'm like no 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 you shut up but uh, <laughs> uh it's like we've like i'm sorry did we not do this and we had like fucking anthony hopkins as like the sexy series like come on it's not the 90s anyways um but, uh uh yeah the idea of like the power of like a doctor in society as well and how whenever the cops go to see him they used to feel like they have more of a determination until they meet him because he's so chill he's just like and it's the authority that he has because he's an older man as well he's you know he's rich he has position in society he's a doctor like back you know obviously doctors are still very very well regarded as like a profession and stuff but like back in like the you know 50s and 60s of you know because it's just a sheer amount of education and wealth that you would require to become a doctor of just someone like that like the the sheer idea that that person could be killing women is crazy and then the fact that he's like the fact of drafting in her to help him as well is like it's really interesting concept can like considering this is 1960 i find that really like disturbing well there's something about the the assistant that i'll bring up later on uh, (laughs) intrigued um i do think as well uh, just uh, as a side comment that the the guy especially because of his facial hair uh, looks uh, creepily like david guest it makes me even more god and he's creepy yeah, like oh, oh no! Why? Oh, um, <laughs> sorry, David Guest, but your face is creepy. Um, yeah, <laughs> it couldn't possibly be him. Um, but yeah, I think like we we definitely like it's oh god, it's just so creepy. Like we talk about it because it's it's such a master of like tone as well. Like it, you know he. It's all about like the pacing. It's just it's really it's not a long movie. Like it really, it's just it's like a, there's a lot of scenes that last a very long amount of time, but they feel necessary. Um, but yeah, we definitely talk about the performances because I think they're like universally good. Um, like she is, like her, it's all in the eyes, and the it's like the fact that the face, like there's something about masks as well, because it made me think of like in Boardwalk Empire um with what's his name oh um, yeah because uh... he, he's really good he's a really good actor and he ends up like in for some reason he's been in a lot of like period dramas and stuff like he turns up in um uh, me in uh, yeah. uh norson wells <laughs> yeah he's in that he's in fucking well he's in um their finest as well but he's kind of he's not really given a great like he's not given a whole lot to do in that movie but um he's also in a necklace sparks movie 
with Alan Alda. Speaking of Alan Alda, it is actually Alan Alda, but um, it's where he's like, it, they oh, it's it's fucking what it's um, it's, um, it's the one about it's the one about rodeo. Ah, uh, um, the longest ride. Yes. Oh my God, he plays with the it, husband with Scott Eastwood or whatever. Yes, yeah. Yes. Very handsome man. Not much going on in between the years, but um. <laughs> Just like the dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Father like son. But um, yeah, at least the Cletus dude had charisma to like carry no, them. He... I mean, no, I think he's getting off on his looks even more than his dad did. Yeah, that's but, um, what I mean. Yeah. That, like, his dad was handsome, but like, he had a bit he has of, the, yeah. the cool, the charisma. Like, and as he aged, he kept it kind yeah. of in the Robert Redford way as well, of, like having that charm. But, yeah, um, and Turkey spoke to like an empty chair. Yeah, we don't talk about that. <laughs> Do you remember when that was the craziest thing that was happening? <laughs> Circling the Republican Party. Um, <laughs> oh, it is in times. Uh, yeah, but just my point about that actor, whose name completely escapes me, is um, he was so good in Boardwalk Empire. And they did the power of, of a mask as well. And, and of something that's like human, like that's human-like, but just off. And I love, I love the crisp whiteness of her mask that it's, it's almost porcelain like it's oh it's 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 terrifying but um, christian mckay yeah he's so good and he yeah he's ended up in so many of those like weirdly typecast period roles yeah. and it's like but he's so good i think it's his posture yeah he, but he has the look and the yeah. feel of someone from a different time yeah he looks but like a victorian could, posh bastard but that could really work in him like because i can't think of a modern film or tv show that he's in I actually can't. Me neither. Yeah, that's quite funny. But uh, yeah, I don't know if it's his look and his, his voice as well. He has a real, something very old school about him in the way of like, you know, someone like Zac Efron, he sort of has sort of an ability to like do the old school kind of like yeah, showman Rush, thing. He's like, that's in the 70s. Yeah. And it's so funny. I don't know what that is. But, um, Tinker to- Taylor. He? Well, he was in Serena. So <laughs> the movie with Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence that they tried to bury. Have you seen that? No. Oh, that Bradley is Bradley Cooper. And, oh, he's like, oh no, Bradley Cooper's good now. Very, 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 very. Oh yeah, and also it's like the movie that they made uh, before Silver Linings Playbook, and it's the same production company. So that's why they kind of like had to bury it because then oh they could like sell like them as the <laughs> like the it couple, let's say, yeah. the movie kind of thing. Uh, oh, that's hilarious! I love that shit though. Yeah, I'm just looking at... For some at, reason, when you, uh, sa- you started the- saying Serena, Serena, I thought you were going to say Serenity. And I was like, he's in Serenity? <laughs> oh, Jesus, you have to watch that. That is like a abysmally oh, terrible movie. The, I love like, it, though, because it's ways. finally Matthew McConaughey. Finally, people are catching up to the fact that like the McConaughey was a lie. We were sold a lie. Um, well, the moment that I knew that like sometime, like the wheels were going to come off eventually is when he... Uh, plays it like his misunderstanding of why people liked his characters mm-hmm. or whatever that when he won the, the Emmy for True Detective playing a character that everybody liked because of his like rush like atheist rationality and like take it to Philosoph- the, the end of the point philosophizing like, everything yeah and then uh, he just thanks God for the, the role is like dude pick your yeah. your battles there pick like, your audience know your yeah. audience but uh yeah, so uh, coming back to this movie, um, <laughs> that was a great tangent. I enjoyed that immensely. But uh, yeah, he's great. Someone needs to cast him in a modern movie. Um, but uh, yeah, just like her, oh God, her eyes are stunning. But it's the same thing of it. Like they're not just beautiful. It's the emotion that like, and like there's something so surreal about like the ending as well, like which we will get to, but the only things I want to talk about first. But um yeah, I think um, the guy who plays um, the doctor as well is fantastic because he has oh, there's like the cold authority of him, of the single-mindedness of that. He doesn't have time for chit-chat. He doesn't have time for anything. It's all about this, like, you know, people having faith in him. He's going to complete this. He's going to be the man who did this. Yeah, of, like, he's it's a very patrician of, approach of, to, to yeah, think. Like, it, it's, he's, it's so, like, the, it's hard to be able to, like, show a single-mindedness and a precision in that way without it feeling kind of like 
even like cartoonish or something because he is he is in theory a mad doctor you know what i mean he's dr frankenstein but he's not like raving there's no like you know what i mean he's not there harnessing you know fucking thunder and lightning you know like even whenever like in his operating room which is in his house but everything is just it's it made me think so much of the neck as well because of like the ego and the like playing god behind of like even you know if anyone's seen the neck it has one of the craziest and most disturbing opening scenes of any tv show ever um but but you know this is something that treats its female characters a lot better than that fucking show did but anyways um for bono's daughter yeah this um, is 1960s again. yeah it's funny isn't it oh so different but um i do love the neck though um clive Owen is fantastic um but yeah i think it's a really really good performance in this like he's oh he's just great um but um yeah before i do i do want to get to talk about the ending because i do think this has one of the most perfect ending shots I think that we've had in a long time it's fucking brilliant it's amazing it's just her wandering out into the th- oh it's fucking so the good the music by Maurice Finn like oh so good but um yeah the, the bit where it kind of funnily enough where it kind of fell down a little bit for me was um the cops because it, it is funny but sometimes it felt like it was a different movie yeah like and I know it's kind of like oh it's the point or whatever but I do I kind of because it's like oh, I've seen that movie though I want to yeah. go back to the house where the crazy shit is happening and then whenever they get there and like they suddenly just go eh and you're like oh okay the co- that's the cops bit over then and you kind of think that you're like oh you know he's gonna get away with it or whatever and you're like uh. I don't know like I enjoyed I enjoyed their banter and the thing with the girl and you know I like the, the point of them not caring but yeah I, like it, it was fine it just if there was a low point that, that was probably yeah. it I think um and yeah, because you were with them for like a little while as well. And even the whole thing about the girl shoplifting and that she's a dope was kind of, you know, it's a, yeah, it just, it didn't work as well for me because the rest of it is so fucking good. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, I love like, you know, I love French cops. Um, but there weren't enough good coats in this movie, though. That's the only thing. Or smoking. Um. I love the the scene after, was it the, yeah, after the police station when the when the doctor comes out after admitting that that's his daughter. Yeah. And they're just standing outside in this mist and it's like next to the river that you actually drop the body as well. It's like so much symbolism <laughs> oh, in this movie. The sin. <laughs> oh, yeah. So well, definitely we're going to talk about the ending scene. Uh, we talk about the opening scene, which is fucking great. Also, I love that car with its weird doors. Yeah. <laughs> it's such a like because it's such a non-threatening vehicle. And like not just that it's like this woman with her like, you know, pearl choker. Or you, it's like her. It's a combination of her age and being a woman as well. But like you automatically trust that person. It's so funny. But um, that opening scene, like the shots in the car, are really well done. Yeah. Like it's it's properly. Uh, like what I really like about this. Uh, actually, just thinking about the visuals of it. Um, like it's a combination of the black and white and the way it's shot as well. Like often you're not quite aware if it's day or night or dusk. Yeah. Like, whenever she brings her to the house first, like, it's got this creepy kind of dusk feel. Yeah. It's really disconcerting. Because then when you come into the house, you're... And the score is, like, so tingling, uh, spine-tingling in the background. Uh, Uh, You're going to be chloroformed. Um, uh, Oh, yeah, it's so funny that in movies they they did that. It's hilarious because it doesn't work in real life. Chloroform doesn't work. (laughs) You need to be inhaling it for ages. (laughs) It's actually hilarious. And the amount of like robbers and stuff that tried to kidnap people, like we just watched it in movies. Yeah, um, man, we finally got some chloroform. We can finally start our life of crime. Kidnap um, the bank manager, <laughs> like the guy's just like you may as well suffocate me. Um, yeah, it's like uh, Alex even commented when we were watching it. Yeah. Uh, uh, an American movie would have explained the beginning that you're just dropped into the movie yeah that's it's true it's like into like an action movie it's like what the fuck is yeah. going on but you kind of see- think as well that it's going to be like you know three days previously or something because it's yeah. like you know dropping the body what happened but it's not you're already in the middle of them attempting to like is it, and it's like how many yeah where they you how don't many know attempts yeah yeah like oh i just because it feels they feel so routine that's the thing that they, they you feel like they've done this so many times. And then you have also the the what you were uh, saying about how he's respected as a doctor. Mm. That the uh, the fa- the father of the actual body that goes to the police station, who's just a poor oh, yeah. a, a poor farmer or like a poor worker, mm. 
doesn't even get a look in. Yeah. Because whatever the doctor says is what it's gonna be absolutely right mm. and the conversation that he has afterwards is the probably the the worst thing that worse than even killing people that he goes i have no hope because my daughter is dead so do not uh, uh give me shit for it yeah uh, you at least have hope that your daughter is alive like and it's like so oh my bad. god saws <laughs> just your charming neighborhood sociopath like but um, yeah, like the ending is where I, I really oh, like the idea of the dogs the uh, dog killing him. Killing him, that, cause it's and it's so... done so well as well, considering that it's like for the time you never like it's obviously a double. Yeah. But it's shot so precisely when it comes to like the lightning, the, the lighting the and stuff. The dogs are very like authentically yeah. vicious as well, like in the sound of it. Like I think the sound is really interesting in this as well. Like even even like the delicate sounds of like the surgery and stuff and just there's something of like you know the metal clinking and yeah. you know of like cutting cutting flesh and you know like some excellent foley work in this i have to say i think it's the uh, uh, like something that it really shows in the movie in a way because of its realism and stuff is that but at the same time it's the poetic visuals is that the director used to do like poetic documentaries for years like this is yeah. like one of his first feature films if not his first, like, uh, dramatic asshole. film kind of thing. <laughs> like, even the, the Criterion Collection yeah, DVD comes with uh, two other documentaries of his that are completely unrelated. Uh, I think it's that just was like in the Phil French um, classic DVD review thing that he did. Um, actually, shout out to... Well, I think Phil French is dead. But um, people should look at those. Shout out to the ghost of <laughs> yeah, Philip French. Sorry, Philip French. Um, I was never a fan of his actual reviews, but those classic... Because there's loads of them that we've done as well. Like, it's... Um, they were just like little snit, like little tidbits of you know, the like the obviously because it was a DVD review as well that you get kind of behind the scenes stuff. Yeah, they're really nicely written. There's a pickup on South Street one, and yeah, they're really good. But um, yeah, I think that 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 the um. Oh god, the Criterion cover as well. I had so much fun looking at posters. Oh, the posters I for this wanted, movie are incredible. Because that—that's I must link that website again because you pay like five dollars or something, and you get access to like a hundred downloads or something, and it has them from every territory that had for every like pretty much every film, um, every territory that had a poster. So oh, some of them are just amazing. Uh, it, it is uh, I think as well it's like with the visuals that it has it's like one of those things that you watch and it's like instantly iconic there's yeah. a reason that this movie is like mm. remembered I think uh, in the way that a lot of other movies that probably not like this film did very very well mm. kind of thing. but if you compare it, I, I think that's why let's say Peeping Tom even though I really like it as a movie compared to Psycho and this that were like the three again that were thought to bring down the the film industry uh, is that peeping tom does not have that iconic shot like the the, the only part that is really it's iconic more the props than anything yeah else. that is like the the pov shot of the tripod blade kind of thing mm. but it's just so like dynamic and uh, like uh, it's more the, the uh, whole the scene as a, as a kinetic yeah. thing as a kinetic piece yeah rather than the image yeah because yeah. psycho you have fucking norman bates dressed as mother yeah like the or silhouette a, or the with the yeah or like even just the blood on the you know yeah or even like um, the the the, the, turns the, room. the mother yeah yeah like i think like i like peeping tom i think psycho because that was such a kind of like um for like as a horror viewer that movie was a very big deal for me um shout out to my sister claire who let me watch it when i was way too young and i had nightmares but um oh god yeah that but it that's like it's it's classic hitchcock classic american cinema with the psychologist at the end explaining everything and you know like this kind of there's no there's hand no, holding there's, there's, there's no, no neat little ending either like even the fact that like she escapes but like what the fuck is gonna happen to her now <laughs> you know what i mean and uh, when it comes to the the assistant yeah oh, on, gosh, on this watch oh. i have a theory okay that the assistant is the mother yeah no like the i just assumed she was the mother like christiane's mother yeah oh okay did she not call her yeah because the mother is meant to be dead as well. Yeah. But I thought because he's done it before. Yeah. No, she's definitely the mother. Because even the way she looks after her. And it's like, no, she's the mother, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, but like uh, I've spoken speaking to somebody before about the this movie, and it was like we just we're speaking about the assistant, whatever. So like uh, I haven't read anywhere that like uh, yeah. that they mentioned that it is the mother, but even the the fact of the like, the kid dying and uh, grabbing somebody else's face and stuff. But, yeah. Uh, and like hiding because yeah, he the... keeps they keep talking about how she's done it. He's done it for her. Because I thought it was so interesting as well the fact that like. Because in my head, she was the mother, so she's really beautiful. So I, in my head, it was that he'd done the same thing for her, because obviously he has, because yeah. she has the scar and everything, but that he made her younger. Yeah. Because he's obviously quite old. Yeah. So when you look at the comparison there, like, they're, they're not like the same age. So, and he made her younger and more beautiful, because that's, you And know. then there's also, like, the clue that she uses an accent that nobody can place. Oh, oh, yeah. That like uh, even the somebody says, oh yeah, he walks around. He has that assistant now that he's probably like they. Oh, at the funeral or yeah. the secretary or something yeah. or, or yeah. secretary. The she she's probably German, but I don't know. That accent is a bit dodgy. Basically, they say in the <laughs> French way. No, they <laughs> <laughs> go like that's dodge kind of thing. But like that funeral scene, Jesus is so good. Like when he's like putting the flowers away inside, and, and she's mausoleum. like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, the benefits of having a mausoleum. Jesus Christ, <laughs> just go down with the pickaxe. You don't know about. Oh yeah, like to hide the the other body. It's so <laughs> fucked up as well. Like yeah. when the airplane, the sound of the airplane above, uh, as he's like hitting the, yeah. the, the stone, and then you realize that like that was intentional. That he's like that methodical. That he knows like flight path. And stuff like it's uh, that's it. it's like he's so good. It's like you almost you kind of go, you nearly deserve, deserve to get away with it yeah. because you're like you're really quite proficient at this, aren't you? And it's or the, even the, like having the dogs and that, yeah. And it's the amazing thing that he gets away with it and he just gets done not even by his daughters, like uh, yeah. she releases the dogs, but the just because she doesn't like she like is the metaphor that it is like very obvious that she feels like she's in the cage the same way as mm. the dogs are and that's and why like birds. she's able to, oh, to relate to them god the birds as well at the end because she's just like everyone is going to be free now that's like oh god so but even the idea of like you know the assistant that she's now free too because like she was tied to him yeah. as like being enamored with him and being you know it, it's oh god it's the weird thing about this movie that like the the more times i see it the more i see this movie influences in like this movie being influenced no this movie appearing as an influence in other movies that have nothing oh, to do with it have you seen the uh, moment over um uh, the skin i live in yeah uh, no i haven't seen that no. every fucking thing but i haven't seen it but so like uh, more like little scenes and stuff like even the the scene when uh, uh caesar releases the apes in uh in rise of the planet of the apes hmm. and takes over it like there's a shot that is very much like uh this the mm. the way the, the relating and stuff. Uh, can't remember. Mm. Uh, it was Matt Reeves because Matt Reeves did the second and third. I think the. Mm. I haven't like, seen any of those new ones. Oh yeah, they're they're really really good. Mm. Uh, I haven't seen the third in, in the trilogy, but the the second one is uh, very very good. It has a uh, a scene uh, to uh, the band's uh, 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 the weight like the song, and I love the band so. Yeah, but like Gary Oldman is really good in it as well, and you know oh, it's not like a paycheck performance. Mm, like you can he's tell known that for these days, as like people yeah, said I'm that these come movies into this have. Room and shout! When I saw like uh, yeah, like I remember uh, somebody, uh, an actor that was doing uh, voice work for a video game, uh, went in the first day and they were uh, bumping into Gary Oldman who was. Uh, um, uh, doing like Call of Duty, I think. Mm. And he goes like, "Oh, how are you doing, Gary?" He goes, "Oh, this is amazing. Like, I haven't felt this good since my divorce." <laughs> because he was just like shouting and like letting everything out, kind of thing. Oh, Gary. Um... Or maybe a misplace in the quote to somebody else, but I thought that it was uh, Gary. I think you told me that before. Yeah, isn't like, it? Uh, it, like it's really weird that it's like Bill Murray's in one of the game uh, Call of Duties and stuff. It's like. And then you know that the the worst one has Kevin Spacey as a character in it, and as a seedy kind of guy. Yeah, I threw on um, Baby Driver the other day, and I was like, "Oh no!" Also, that's not a good film. But like, a Baby Driver is a terrible movie. Oh my god! Right? Because 
I was, I think I was like to work or something, so I just threw it on because it was on Netflix. And I was like, fuck me, this is way worse than I remember. Also, the soundtrack is not good. I was like, this is super, it's like, ugh. Well, like the best song in it, they butcher because they couldn't pay the rights to have all of Brighton Rock by Queen. And so it's such a crime that you talk and talk about this song throughout. Mm. And it's the song that he listens for at the moment. And it builds up that the climax is going to be to that song. And you can't hear the song. And it's like, yeah. Is it a musical? Who cares? Yeah, um, but also it's like, again, a 1960s horror movie <laughs> deals with its female characters much better than, oh yeah, I'm a waitress, you come and oh, save me, come and rescue God. me. Baby, oh, it's so bad. I like her as well. Ah. Also, Ansel, <coughs> Ansel Elgort, yeah. who's in the fucking Goldfinch. I was like, are you, fu- first of all, why are you making that movie? Have you seen the trailer for that? But like, <laughs> Donald Clark rightly pointed out that it's the most Oscar-baiting thing I have ever seen. But like, he plays grown-up Theo. And I was like, oh, I hate him. He's such a blank human. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're a great actor. Like, uh, uh, I think, it, what was the movie that he was in with the, the Billion Dollar Club or whatever? They made like oh, 20 years oh, or the something. Riot, Riot Boys or... Uh, no, the one that he did with uh, uh, the, the other weird name guy the, the guy that is in the rocket man the him and, and kevin spacey are in it taron edgerton oh the knightsman knights no 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 that is like a movie that kevin spacey uh wait i'll get it <laughs> oh that came out after the allegations yeah. so it literally is that was for taron in that as well jesus he really got like you're pretty let's just shove you into shit movies <laughs> Yeah, Billionaire Boys Club. Oh, no. Yeah, and then it, like, it actually did make 20 pounds in its opening weekend. Yeah, like, uh, talking about that, uh, uh, I think that the, the, the funniest thing about the local elections was that there was a, a rather, um, like, not a great candidate or whatever, but he was in the, in the count center. He must have felt terrible because he was there with like 12 people supporting him and, and the count came vote. yeah, <laughs> yeah <I thought laughs> that was probably being him <laughs> so it's like the, you don't want to be in the house whatever that I happens I hope that as well like or that you know he's got five family members and it only got up to four and it's like who was it <laughs> um, yeah, yeah like a fucking like the, the inquisition over in the dinner table like just trying to guess shining a lamp in the who voted favorite. for the social democrats Sh- like. shining a light into granny's face um anyways uh but yeah like i think we should move to like favorite things or yes. do we do you have any um, thoughts uh left like on the movie like uh, for one i'm really glad that, that you like oh, no, I, 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 I would the, have been like, able to deal the with annoying it. the annoying thing was i was watching this last friday night and um I, because we were supposed to record last weekend and then I suddenly got vertigo. Um, yeah, so I'd been feeling the like... DVD? I'd been feeling <laughs> weird. The Jimmy Stewart's. I'd been feeling a bit weird all day and then I put this on and everything is fine and like it got to about halfway through it and I was like almost convulsing on the sofa so I was like, I need to go to bed. Um, so I had to like you know, re- rewatch the end of it but um, I got right back in and I was like, no, oh my God, I do remember everything was going on in this but um, yeah, because I was just disappointed I didn't get to finish it because it was oh, really, I was thinking about it at the end up until I actually finally finished it. Like, I, I love even the, the, the production design of the locations and stuff, like yeah, how the, the hospital is, is, like the way when she's checking out of the of the hospital oh, the and stuff the like. Oh, and yeah. Oh, like even like the, 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 the fucking, <laughs> the, 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 the coppers don't realize that, like even the other doctor, the, the guy that is like the fiance. Yeah. That she has to go through these examinations for real, and they're like really juicy. <laughs> <Yeah. stuff. laughs> this poor girl, but she's just she's so included. She's like da, 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 and then rings her mom. It's like you poor poor girl. Um, but she gets away in the end. It's fine. I, and I like as well the like the fiance doesn't become the 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 knight in shining armor or whatever. Yeah. That I think he gives I, up I, as well. It's yeah. like yeah, because it's the same thing of like. Because it's like, you know, oh, you've, you've seen him, you know, it's like, but he's, he's this doctor guy. And then, oh, but these cops. So it's like the authority of people telling you that, no, yeah. no, no, everything's fine. So yeah, they're like, just oh, okay. uh, hoping for like the 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 most, ba- like there is not even evidence that he didn't do anything. It's like, oh, yeah, she checked out. Yeah, yeah like, that's fine. Like, where is she now? She still didn't, sh- like, it's uh, so. She got, she's in ditch somewhere because uh, <laughs> like, uh, there's people in the street. Bad. There's such bad liars as well, though, because it's like, 
Like also why would Just a side note Why would you ever go to that hospital It's in the middle of fucking nowhere And it's creepy as fuck It's like oh yeah the bus Just walked 15 minutes Down this dark lonely street It's like you couldn't possibly Call a cab for these patients yeah. No no um, Well like probably like The fucking town has one cab And there's no telephones It's like 1960s France <laughs> Ah yes Parisian suburbs Affluent Parisian suburbs yeah, then it takes you two hours. It's like, oh yeah, I'm in the suburbs of Dublin and fucking Wicklow town. They're like, <laughs> um, uh, favorite things. Favorite things. Yes. Uh, what's your favorite thing about this uh, motion picture? Probably her, because she's so fantastic, and I don't think it would work as well if she wasn't, because so much of it is cutting back to her face. So I. How you use the word cutting and face and but um like oh she's marvelous like even just she's just like a little she's like a little ghost just like walking around this incredibly grand house and she's just fabulous like she really is oh yeah like uh i think that her performance is one of those like underrated Mm. because this movie is mentioned a lot in especially like horror circles and stuff like that but horror circles but it's film Twitter. But yeah, horror Twitter. <laughs> but it, it kind of like Twitter is horror Twitter. <laughs> like <laughs> just the website. Boom. Need to put that in the masthead. <laughs> Welcome to horror Twitter. Uh, but it, it's the the visuals are always like mentioned production. before the. Even there's a post or a picture that is like colorized picture of her, and I, like you realize how much this movie would not work if it was in color. Oh God! But if yes. the mask wouldn't like just melt into her face with the whiteness or whatever, and also mm. it's like obviously it was designed and colorized mm. to be uh, in the black and white movie. Yeah. Because that mask, it, like it's plain white. Yeah. But like it's, it's not meant to. It. It's meant to be blending in. It's yeah. not to be meant like to be like this weird. It's not thing white. It's not of. white flesh colors. Yeah. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> it's not like when he was looking through like the the color chart, he didn't pick Irish pasty white. Like. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good color. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Translucent. <laughs> Starts painting the veins, the, the blue veins in between. <laughs> I might get to go up one step. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too red. Um, but <laughs> uh, yeah, she's she's just phenomenal. And uh, I think you are, you're definitely right about um, about the black and white. Like it, it, it's glorious. I mean, because I think it's, I don't know if it was restored or what, or I think I had the Criterion version um, or that it's just, you know, so well made that it still holds up. But I mean, the contrast, it's, it's, I know oh, no. people think that it's like, oh, it's black and white. Of course, it's going to be contrasty, but like, there's a real, oh, it's, there's depth in the, the color as well. Really it's uh, like, I think it's, uh, if I'm not incorrect, it is a uh, like old school German cinematographer that was shooting it. Possibly, so he's yeah. actually was from like the, the era of German expressionism. Mm. So it's like the one mastery of, of black and white. Yeah, like and also the idea of angles and shadows and chiaroscuro. Mm, uh, yeah, like in uh, I think as well as somebody that kept going. It's the same as when you get like somebody like Roger Deakins that is obsessed with the technology itself. Mm. So he's always like developing as a cinematographer because he's, a, he's interested on in the machine and what they're capable of. Yeah. Than just producing like nice visuals. Yeah. But obviously like he uses it to tell the story or whatever. And I think the uh, people that are interested in processes that's like Orson <laughs> Welles was so good about it and Why stuff like Roger that. Roger Deakins is obsessed with technology though. Like the technology of uh, film cameras. And oh, stuff. okay, I get you. Yeah, yeah. No, like he's yeah. not obsessed with iPhones no, or whatever. No, no, but, like, but even like the idea of like 4K, 6K, 8K, because that's not really. No, but like, <laughs> but like that's not how he views technology. It's yeah. like how you can push a camera. Yeah. That like he says like in, in the basics of it. In the DP thirty interview that he does again. Uh, uh, I did watch one. some of those though. And like his interview for uh, Sicario is really, really good. Uh, He's just such a dote. He's and a how he got the camera and uh, just like he went like, oh, it never shot on digital before. And he just got the camera from the studio and brought it home. Like if you're a film student, like, oh, yeah. press that button. What does that do? That's it. Like, That's he does so much do. of his own shooting as well. Yeah. Like, the thing is not just being like, you know, oh, yeah, like my, uh, you know, my camera app will figure that shit out. Just make yeah. it look like this. It's like. 
Yeah, and it's also he's, like he's, the idea of why use a different machine. It's like why use this chisel rather than that chisel when he you're did, like, like uh, going home. Also, his wife is like fab, and they're yeah. the cutest couple ever. But like, <laughs> see, you have him like going home to his nice house and just like you know with all their grandkids there, whatever. Soft voice, like, just, like you, yeah, I'm just taking night. Like, well, I just takes a call from the coast. I just brought like, this Harry Alexa home. <laughs> <laughs> Shock. This is Alexa. We're going to be learning how to work her today. Um, yeah, no, I love, I love Roger though. He's just, uh, uh, but I think it's like something that, uh, at that time, like all the, the I, I find that the, like, I think perhaps again, not to shit too much on Gordon Willis, like a few weeks in a row, <laughs> uh, is that, uh, I think the part of why he, like, he has one fixed style again. Yeah. And I think it, part of it was just that, like, he found what, like, the style and the technology to find it mm. and do it. But, like, you see, even, like, other cinematographers and filmmakers of the 70s, like, having that Wexler and yeah. stuff like that, that they'd be. Worked with a wide range of people. Yeah. And also that they'd be uh, changing uh, their approach of each production uh, because they loved, like, okay, Film. I've shot uh, <laughs> this on the. the Aribolo or whatever that was the the time the the Ariflex I think was the the camera of the time yeah and um, the oh what was the oh, yeah remind me of the the story just completely an aside but you'd be interested because when the uh, the Ariflex thirty five that is like considered still to this day the best film camera ever made mm-hmm. and it was made originally it's a wee yoke as well yeah like uh, they made it like in the in the sixth in the fifty sixties mm-hmm. thereabouts and. Uh, Fucking uh, Kubrick, when he wanted to make uh, um, fucking Barry Lyndon, he had to put the NASA the NASA oh, the na- lenses. The NASA lenses, yeah. But he had to break the cameras to for the lenses to fit, and uh, he gave like the instructions to like his production team. It's like go to Warner Brothers or whatever and just get the cameras and tell them what we're gonna do. Like we don't want to get sued, like because <laughs> we're not I'm, returning I'm Kubrick, it. So <laughs> yeah, just tell them that we're buying them because we're not gonna return them. So th- he bought all the cameras. And then, like, some dude that was just the clerk just gave the cameras. And then, like, the guy that was in charge of the stock came in the next day to check where the Ariflexes were. And the clerk is like, oh, no, I sold it to Stanley Kubrick. He's like, you did what? There's only, like, 10 cameras left in the, in the whole country, you bastard. But, oh, God. But, yeah, my favorite such thing a is... a fucking uh, Kubrick story. My favorite thing is the eyes as well. Speaking like ego. Uh, yeah. And uh, her performance as well. Like, I think, again, that is completely... Uh, not underrated, but not uh, not mentioned enough when this movie is mentioned. They usually is like, ah, oh, the visual poetry, mm. the this, the uh, the how dark it is, how oppressive it is, whatever. None of it would work if she was not as good as she is. Yeah. Uh, what's your least favorite thing? Uh, I have a very good <laughs> guess. The, the the cops, even which is like the irony of that, but um, no, I mean. I but it just it doesn't hold up against the rest of the movie i think and i especially because you think they're gonna have more of a role as well it's yeah. sort of just sort of then they, they just kind of wander off at the end it's like eh, but you know i enjoyed it yeah but like I that that's that eh, it's really their attitude their work eh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's only murder in yeah, the first like, degree um <laughs> it's a little murder it's still good um yeah yeah like I mean, I, you know, I like their police station banter. It's enjoyable, but yeah, it's just... Well, like a... Police station, you mean? I think I you say PlayStation. Oh, no, I said PlayStation. <laughs> oh, okay, You're hearing what now. you want. It's yeah. the accent then. Fuck you. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're talking about FIFA 11 or whatever. <laughs> um, whatever FIFA that they were playing in the 1960s. It's called football. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's your least favorite thing. I don't know, like uh, maybe the the policeman, but that just be to say something. <laughs> uh, yeah. Perhaps because, like, I think it works within the context of the movie, but like, perhaps the execution is not as good as the other aspects of the movie. Might be that. I think maybe uh, the performances aren't as good as well. They're a bit kind of hammy. Yeah, and the rest of it's not hammy. That's what's great about it is yeah. that it's it's this crazy crazy concept but it's not it's not a melodrama it's like know? if somebody took like Marshallis Frankenstein and just like oh yeah oh, we put it into the suburbs doctor, of doctor is that you 
Oh, like uh, I do still think that is t- the the concept of doing the fucking Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Only Kenneth Branagh would have cast fucking Robin, fucking Robert we De Niro as the, the Frankenstein we monster. We don't talk about him. He cheated on Emma Thompson. Um, but then she married what's his name? Um, uh, who did she marry again? Uh, a man. Oh, she married your man who played Willoughby. That was it. Oh yeah. Sorry. So you know she won in the end, but still, yeah. do not be mean to. She has permission now to show her tits to Stephen Fry. Okay. No, um, no, no. It's a, it's a famous story. The Stephen Fry has a phobia. They were all in Cambridge together. Yeah, is that Stephen Fry has a phobia of breasts? So every time that Emma Thompson is in his house, she just goes topless, and it's like Stephen starts shaking her boobs at his face, and Stephen just starts screaming, <laughs> going like, "No, no, you are indecent to person or whatever." So like she says this in her episode that she's in QI. That like that's why she does. Stephen, oh, I love her so much. She, oh, she's so fab. I love that people are finally realizing how fab and i hope that you put the context of me saying why like that is not we'll just see. uh we'll a see how nice thing. you are to me in the next episode um <laughs> anyways um uh yeah that was eyes without a face french 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 um <laughs> 1960 i very much enjoyed it um happy thank you thank you um okay about you can find us on Facebook, The Recommendation Game, on Twitter, at The Rec Game. The email is therecommendationgame at gmail.com. You can see, uh, see, listen to our previous episodes on the Dublin Digital Mixcloud and your podcaster of choice. And you also can catch us on Dublin Digital Radio on Mondays, 11 to 12. Awesome. Cool. Well, what is your choice for your pick, your decision? Hale County this morning, this evening. Happy days. Cool. I was Ricardo Deegan. I was Orion Fitz. See you next week. Next week.